creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019, and this is a very special edition of The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios on ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Cameron Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Gatorland, Florida, Eddie Big Cat Koffeltz. July. I mean, that's so exciting. <laughs> the, sweat, <laughs> the sweatiest month of the year. And from Nashville, Tennessee podcaster, speaker, author, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. But Cameron, I'm not in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in the backwoods of Georgia at a summer camp. Why are you at summer camp? Yeah, let do tell. De- delayed adolescence? Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I'm speaking oh. every night. So it wasn't like me and Jesse going to space camp. A delayed no, adolescence no, 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 no. It's not like an adult Aunt- summer camp. Annie, no, 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 what I'm is, getting my preach on. So are these like are these like teenagers who yes. are, who attend? Okay. Yeah, sixth grade to twelfth grade, but then there's a bunch of college students and a bunch of adults to run the thing. They so, mix, Annie, hold on, they mix sixth through twelfth. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Whole, all of them do. What? All that's church, a lot to talk to all those youth kids. Camp, youth camps have middle school and high school together that I've ever done. No, well, I, so, I always went to middle school camp or a high school. Yeah, camp. yeah, oh, oh, wow. yeah. No. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, because you could, you could, you could. The pastor of the high school camp could turn the chair around and get real. We're going to talk, we're gonna talk about crushes. We're going to talk about holding hands. Oh, well, I was going to say, Annie, can I guess your sermon title? Smoking for, drugs. Yeah, yeah, of course Here, you here's can. Hand holding and side hogs. A slippery slope. Straight into hell. All right. Hey, yeah. Welcome, yeah. everyone. Welcome. Right. Uh, yeah, we're uh, going to jump right my, in here. We're going to jump right in. That was in. my favorite night when the camp speaker... As to Cameron, to your point, would sit down and have the real talk and be like, "You guys, when I was your age, I was I was just smoking so much crack, like, it was like <laughs> tons and tons of crack." And you Let know me tell what, guys? You what I was really like. And then I would always hear them. And they're like, "I hit rock bottom. I was partying every night. I had so many friends. It was just like so much fun." And I was like, "Hey, this sounds amazing." Listen, I want to tell everyone what happened when I went to I this hit rock camp, bottom. and I was the bad boy, the rebel who didn't need to to sit, and I could sleep through the sermons. I want to tell you some about oh, a story sure about that did. kid. My shenanigans they went on early in the week of harmless prank, hard with a harmless thing here there. By the end of the week, meth. We were all doing meth. That that's what's at stake here, Annie. That's got to be the go-to. You got to strike fear in their hearts right away. Hey. Everything, everything is a slippery slope right to meth. That's what they need. That's what the children need to know. Well, Annie. she is in North Georgia. Everything is a slippery slope right to meth. Oh boy, yeah. a very clay-covered slippery slope to meth. So, Annie, now that you know what we've heard, what are you going to be talking about at youth camp? Yeah, Pretty much all the same that, stuff for sure. Yeah, that's definitely what I want to do. No, a lot of crack days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not even going to justify with an answer. Yeah, I'm not even going to yeah, no, I'm not. I, I can't play along with this because I'm so against everything that the we heard as teenagers at youth camp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> so yeah. with y'all. I have so many memories of, of youth camp speakers that were just the big, were just big buzz kills. Like I was having the time of my life all week and then they hit you with a, like the most fire and brimstone sermons. For some reason, they save for the best nights of camp. Like I had a great <laughs> <laughs> great day today we i canoed i played air hockey 
I had a, yeah. a water balloon fight. This is great. Yeah. Now you're telling I know me. They're, I know they're setting up a big bonfire outside. I saw the people driving in the carts with the wood. I know there's going to be a big special thing later on tonight. And so here's what I got to hear. The only thing that could possibly ruin this day is <laughs> yeah. by you suggesting that I might not actually get to go to heaven when I die. Oh, now, you're right. putting you're sowing fear into my heart. This is the biggest buzzkill ever. I'm going to enjoy the bonfire. I'm going to be thinking about fire. Everything about my eternity. Thanks a lot for ruining a great day. Oh counselors. I've always thought and tell me this maybe exists already that they should. There's like a real business out there for having adult summer camps, but not like but not like like with a wine hour and stuff like that. Just like a totally unironic. Awesome. Adult, you just go back to camp. You lights out at nine o'clock orange juice for dinner, all of that kind of stuff. Like that would be amazing. Wouldn't you love to go back to camp? Orange juice yeah, or orange drink? Time. It's not you orange mean, juice. It's that orange. Yeah, looking orange drink like liquid. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just, but it's just like a totally junky summer camp. But yeah. you like you, you would disconnect so hard. Yeah. I would love it. Archery. Yeah. I would love to do archery just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just archery want, is like, the best. 30 minutes with archery practice and it not matter at all. He, yeah. He, here was my rule, though. When, when I went to camp, I'm not doing anything that requires a half hour safety demonstration. That rules <laughs> no. out archery. That rules out the rock wall. Certainly horseback riding. I'm not wasting any precious camp time going through safety demonstrations. If it requires that, I'm just going to do something else. That's that's my rule. You know, Jesse as a teenager is the if I think of everyone I've ever known, that's the person I wish I would have known the most in my life. Is Jesse as a teenager? <laughs> I will tell you, you with fair certainty, good. though, that Jesse as a teenager is just still like right now. Yeah, it's right, just right, the same right. thing. But it's less just responsible. He's like responsible now. So, yeah, so, figure so, out more so, so let me get this straight, <laughs> counselor. I can't just shoot the arrow straight up in the air and see if I can get it to disappear out of sight. <laughs> this is lame. I'm out of here. If I can't like put an sounds, apple, I don't even think that stuff. Listen, if I can't yeah. put an apple well. on, on top of somebody's head and get Especially one that shot. Dork. Yeah. yeah, one shot. Then why am I even doing this? What is the point of archery? Exactly. Shooting it into the sky until I can no longer see it. I just never, I just. Can't, oh, it's, yeah. that's the dream of what you want to do with a bow and arrow or just running around the woods with it, ready, ready to be <laughs> shot. And just when you see something moving, you shoot it. Like right, that's so, what I want to do. So here's the thing, counselor. Can I, I was kind of hoping to do like a Legolas type of thing where I'll be <laughs> riding backwards on a horse, right. shooting arrows at something. Where is that range set up at? Because I don't see the horse. The horses seem to be over there. When oh we need them right gosh. here by the bows and arrows. So you just let me know when that's working. <laughs> well, we have a great show in store for you today. We are going to celebrate freedom, including freedom of thought. Coming up later, comedian Pete Holmes joins us. He has a new book called Comedy, Sex, and god and we talked to him about that um jesse talked to him and it's uh it's a fascinating conversation so stay tuned for that pete holmes is coming up and then we also are bringing back our annual tradition coming up at the end of the show our game indie rock band or firework where we challenge you to to, (laughs) jesse comes up with a whole list of of names and you have to determine is it a indie rock band or the name of an actual firework and I'll I gotta say, just say, you go, Jesse. I was gonna say, I've been preparing. I've been doing this game for like ten years. This is the hardest year ever. Like oh I went through wow. them again this morning. This is the hardest one ever. Jesse, how the do one, you how do you go yeah. find the firework names? Do you go online or do you actually like do like local research at your local oh, TNT I, I stand? Hope. 
Yeah, I know. I have no the fireworks are illegal by me. So it's like an hour drive into North Carolina to, to even be able to like oh, browse. Wow. Wow. So I have a you know, if people want to know if they want to know the yeah. secret sauce. Uh, I mean, I guess I can say and this is the way people confirm I'm not making these up. I go to the Phantom Fireworks uh, <laughs> website. Perfect. They update their supply every year and they always have the best names. Those guys on the bleeding edge of firework technology and naming conventions. And they've been my go-to for a few years now for the best fireworks, phantom fireworks. That That's where I get them. I will also say I am typically masterful at this game um, and have played really flawlessly the last couple of years. I'm not saying I should take a break this year because I'm so good and hand the reins and see if someone else could do as good as I could. But I'm saying it's almost not worth me playing at this wow, point just wow. yeah that i mean and you know how arrogant i am so for me to say that to takes say, almost yeah. nothing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the uh in florida they all fireworks are illegal except for sparklers but yeah. everywhere you look on every corner is a firework stand selling the whole range the mortars the illegal? ones that go up in the sky but it's all illegal you have to sign something so in the technicality of the florida law is that everything's illegal if it leaves the ground or explodes. Exceptions are those who get a permit from the local government, like, you know, mm-hmm. for city fireworks, for yeah. illuminating railroads, like flares, <laughs> or are buying them for agricultural use to frighten away birds from crops. So when you go to the TNT fireworks stand, oh, as you gosh. check out, you have to sign a piece of paper saying that you're using them for agricultural use to frighten away birds from crops. And oh, then, welcome to Florida. Or you, you do what I off. do is I wear a train conductor outfit. Oh, and I don't ask any questions. He's all good. Give him what he needs. Because we have a lot of bird issues at night. Uh, specifically around July 4th. So, And can I just say, yeah. like, illuminating the train track with fireworks is an awesome idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trains train are already just, pretty cool. Trains yeah. are already pretty cool. You can jump on the back of them. Trains and are so be like cool. A, we downplay like how vagrant. cool trains are in 2019. They're, they're very cool. Like, you can... You can Live in a boxcar in the woods with all your brothers and sisters after your family, after your parents mysteriously die. There's so many boxcar children, Annie. Right. Come I'm on. with you. I just oh thought, what a deep pool. Well done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm saying everything about trains is cool, except, you know, if trains are missing, fireworks. Florida's yeah. figured that out. Like, let's just have a locomotive <laughs> blasting through the countryside. And for no real reason, the track doesn't even need to light up. There's no one steering it. Oh, no. Why do you yeah. need lights on a railroad track? Like, Wait, it's, on a, it's steering, on a track. Right? There's a conductor. Well, they're not steering. steering. They're just making it. They're just pushing go and stop. I'm sure it's more complex than that, but there's no right or left. Yeah, I think there's got to be some tiny version of steering. I recognize that the tracks are there. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, because, because like, uh, you have to, the like, internet's going to make fun of me for this. The aren't tracks, they? the tracks, well, move, or me you know? and Cameron. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it just stays on the it's track. Just, it goes on the track. It's a, it's a, it's a stop or go situation. Jesse, I won't even get on a commuter train unless we're going over Roman candles half of the time. It just makes <laughs> me feel like safer that there's fire underneath the car as I go over it. So I, I know that this locomotive is fueled by literally tons and tons of very explosive coal. But yeah. let's go ahead and shoot some bottle rockets off the side. <laughs> get that track illuminated, guys. You know, yeah. I'm here for it. All right. Well, that's coming up later in the show. Moving the episode along. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices.
You're listening to Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. At the beginning of the show, you heard Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Yes, folks, it's a special themed music episode celebrating freedom. Freedom fries, freedom as a concept, uh, freedom, just freedom, you know, just it ain't free. I'll tell you that, Cameron. Okay, it is time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, I have a slice. I, I only, I'm only doing a one for today. We got a packed show. I'm going to keep this thing yeah. moving. But Annie, I have a feeling you and I would love this slice. Oh, Eddie and Cameron are going to hate it. Oh, okay? good, good, good. Go, go, go. <laughs> this is a new initiative by a, a British seaside town that it wants to combat loneliness in the community. That's the whole initiative. All right. Too many lonely people in this community. We got to get people chatting. Got to give these lonely people an opportunity to talk to somebody. So they have a, they have put up in their town, and they're going to build more. But right now, they have two happy to chat benches. Okay, a happy oh. to chat bench. So it's a bench with a sign on it. It says, "Sit here if you don't mind someone stopping by to say hello." Uh, this is what uh, one of the uh, community support officers, which I guess is an elected position in the UK. The chat bench is a very simple concept where uh, where a sign is placed on a bench, typically in a park or a town center in a location used by a good cross section of the community. Uh. The sign simply helps to break down the invisible Ugh. social barriers that exist between strangers that find uh. themselves sharing a common place. So you need to chat with somebody having a rough day or hey, maybe you got a good, you know, some material you're workshopping. Uh. You need a captive audience. <laughs> Head down to the chat bench. So Someone sees you sitting up there. They they sit next to you and you talk. Huh. So it doesn't operate. There's nothing functionally different than a regular bench, except if you're sitting on a bench and some rando just sits next to you, it's probably going to be weird, especially if they start talking. Not the case on the chat bench. No. That's the whole reason it's there. Before I, I I'm reading Annie, I'm reading Eddie and Cameron's facial expressions and also Annie's. <laughs> Annie's, yeah. tell me how delighted you are about the Well, you the know, chat it was bench. just last year that UK that the UK appointed a minister of loneliness to kind of help combat the what they were feeling Jeez. was becoming like a crisis. I will say that. That, that's one of the indie rock bands on the list this year. Minister. Uh, that's, that's, so awesome. that's, 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 that's my new, that's my new Twitter bio. <laughs> so they have an elected, they have and an elected his face position. Says, that, like I wasn't kidding. <laughs> Very lonely. <laughs> so I'm I think so, it's awesome. So Cause I think it's a great step toward what the UK is already trying to do of making their people feel like they are more seen and loved and uh. have someone to talk to. I, I think it's a great I think uh, I, I love the I fully idea. blacklisted this city. It okay, is, why right. why Eddie, no one's forcing you to sit on the chat bench. Why right. are no you one against makes you these? sit there? It just exists. I know, but then there's like all the social pressure of like, oh, I'm walking by the chat bench just to get to the quiet bench, and then you're like, oh, I should try to be a better person. And I just I was just trying to walk my dog in the park and now I gotta chit chat with this stranger and this whole thing. No I'm one's out. making you chit chat. If you don't sit on the chat bench, you don't <laughs> right. have to chit chat. That's the whole thing. It's, it's restricts the camera. Yeah, what are but your there's like all the, the worries about the, of should I be sitting there or not? It's like when you're sitting down on the plane and you're like, oh gosh, I know this person wants to be chatty and now we're sitting next to each other. Oh no, blah, a human blah. being who I have to show interest in and basic communication. Oh, this is just the worst. Cameron, what's your feelings about chat bench? It I think feels to me like if the, uh, the moment at church where they're like, say hi to your neighbor lasted for 12 minutes. You know, like Ugh, that no, would that terrible. would be horrible, and this bench would be horrible. <laughs> See, I like 
my favorite part of the service is to say hello to your neighbors. Like, yeah, turn around, I like, talk to I like somebody it because I can know. do like a quick hey, and then I don't have to actually do anything. I can right. sit down and you know, it's great. But what if that? What if they held it for twelve minutes? I think they need to extend it. There's no point right now because you say hi to the person and that's it. That doesn't mean anything. I might as well not say hi at all. I know nothing about them. You want to extend I, I, I don't it. know who they are. What do you want no, this second Chris. question to be? You guys stand up here. I, I'll use my preacher voice. Hey, okay. everybody. We're okay. so glad you're here. If you wouldn't mind, just stand up and say hello to your neighbors. What's the other thing you want me to say there? I would say, all right, today, and I pull out, I have a little hat and I have like topics. And I'm like, today, and when you shake their hand, tell them your best experience with uh summer camp and or meth go we'll see you in 12 minutes get ready for the sermon we'll see you in yeah. 12 so you're minutes. so you, so yeah. jesse you want like a conversation starter from the stage yeah, yeah. Church. you yeah. want them to oh, have yeah. a little table topics card and lob right. an unexpected icebreaker out for the greet your i have been time. to so many churches that do that and it is a really? nightmare Oh my gosh. So you'll be preaching and you'll get up there and the guy, you know, the announcements guy's like up there doing his thing. And so service day and he's like, Hey, before, uh, as the worship team comes back up, just take a couple minutes, say hey to the folks around you and let them know what your favorite sixties doo-wop band is or some stupid thing. And you're like, why do I have to do this? So now I'm just like looking at this person. Like, I don't know. Like it's the dumb. I like our church because like it's an Anglican church. So they basically tell you what to say and that's uh-huh. all you have to say. And so you're like, that. Peace be with you. Yeah. Okay. Great. Peace be with you. Move on. Be like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to like be like. Seems like just like All God intended is, human and relationships. And also with you, and you're done. Yeah. And also, yeah. High five. We're good. Well, I think I think chat bench is a great idea. I would like to see chat benches, and I think chat benches need to be in a lot of cities. Annie, would you ever sit in the chat bench? I already know the answer I for would, Eddie and Cameron. Yeah, for sure, I would. I don't know that I'd be the first one there, but if I was waiting on a train, as we discussed, if Mister Topham Hat was coming through, I would sit on that bench. And go like that'd be fun if the person looked interesting, you yeah. know, like like if Cohen yeah, was if sitting look, there, Cameron, I'd sit crazy. down and talk to Cohen because I'd be like, "That's hilarious." There's a kid <laughs> waiting for me on the chat bench. I, I will say this: there's a ninety percent chance that chat bench is going to be a magnet for weirdos Please. and oh, very yeah. very elderly. Like oh, those yeah. are the two, yeah. like the elderly, because the only thing the the elderly try to lure people in with Werther's candy from their pocket. <laughs> now they have a whole nother way to get people chatting, and that's chat bench. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but see what's going to happen. It's exactly right, Jesse. That's the fear. It's if it was like, a, <laughs> is you sit down next to a normal person that you're like, okay, none of my spidey senses going off. And then they're just like, Hey, uh, have you ever really looked into where the money comes from and what's up with the Koch brothers? Like, have you ever actually this is the DC talk cruise. It's not necessarily that sitting on a bench yes. and having a conversation is the issue. It's, the people that are attracted to the chat bench are the not the sort of people that I want to have a conversation with. You know what I mean? Okay, but you're not stuck on a boat with them for a week. You're sitting you're on a bench that. until your you train comes. It's seven yeah. minutes maximum. I don't know. I'm it's out. Too long. Here, before yeah, we start talking about chemtrails, I'd like to offer you some warm pocket candy. Here you go. <laughs> that heat you feel is from my thigh. And <laughs> it's very good candy. It's been in my pocket all day. That's thigh Just, heat. You're what feeling. is the name of this city again, Jesse? This Hell? city, <laughs> it's the seaside town, Burnham, England. My way far from Helltown. Burnham, Burnham, Burnham. Home of the chat bench. Yep. Home of the world famous chat bench. Jesse just sitting down. <laughs> hey, if I shot a, hey, buddy, I'm, I have this bow and arrow. I'm going to shoot an arrow up into the air until it disappears. Let's see what happens. Hey, listen, my butterscotch. I, I, yeah, I'm going to shoot straight up in the air and my friend's going to have an apple on his head just as protection. I would okay, also but, like you. Jesse, I just Googled this article 
And it says that it is because of the um, Minister of Loneliness, that it's part of their loneliness initiative because they say, this is crazy, prolonged social isolation can have the same risks as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Eddie, so would you rather smoke 15 guys. cigarettes or sit and talk on a bench for seven minutes? If they're yeah. both going to have... Oh, see, now that's hard because I was in my head, it was, would I rather smoke 15 cigarettes or not sit on the bench? Because if they're both going to kill me equally, <laughs> I, I guess I'm smoking. I guess, <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> no. While we're talking, I just had a great business idea, too. Oh, okay, this has nothing to do with the Jack Bench, but I oh. was thinking about that warm pocket candy. What if there was like a little device <laughs> that preheats hard butterscotch candy to the temperature of I'm your grandparents' thigh. body heat. And that's what you eat. It's just like mm, a little taste of yeah. a little taste of home. You know, what yeah, do you guys and it's think got like a that? real soft wrapper, like your grandma's like soft, weird skin. Oh my gosh. All right. What do you have, Annie? <laughs> Nothing that weird, luckily. Um, Sorry, guys, Jesse. I, I was reading uh, an article about uh, from the New York Times about this girl who had found all these words in the year they were first introduced. And actually what Miriam Webster and the article is really great. You can Google it and find it, but it's really great about, she went and thought, well, what happened this year and what happened in 1776 and what words were added to the dictionary in what years? Cause we've talked about before that, you know, what words were added this year. And so if you go to Miriam Webster's di- uh, website, they have a place called the time traveler where you can go back and see based on what oh. year, what words. So I was born in 1980. And so okay. a couple of the words that were added in 1980, camo was added in 1980, which I think is very interesting. Wow. Um, air guitar was added to the dictionary of the year I was born, which feels appropriate like they, for today's yeah, game. They knew you were coming. They knew I was coming. Um, foodie was added in 1980. So I wanted y'all to tell me oh, some years early. you wanted me to look up and we could see what kind of words were added. Like what year did relevant start, Cameron? 2000. Two thousand. Okay. okay words of the year. Well, these well, are words. Hey, or- look up the print. The print magazine debuted in two thousand three. Two thousand one, okay. we debuted. Two thousand two. Here was are some magazine. words that were added to the dictionary in two thousand three. Baby bump. That was not oh, in the dictionary mm. before two thousand three. Muffin top was not in the dictionary. <laughs> this is, it was a big word. It was a big year for stomach words. Manscaping was added in two thousand three. Manscaping also yes. a what a weird year. Yeah, right. Muffin binge top and manscape. Two thousand three yeah. is binge watch as well as unfriend. Wait, binge watch was two thousand three. Yeah. yeah, that's like pre um, YouTube, pre Netflix. That's yeah. interesting. DVDs. Yeah. Um, Eddie, give me a year. Tell me a year. Like when did you graduate? When? What year did you and did y'all get married? Or give me a year. Uh, I'm going to choose the year 1987. Tell me why. That was the year DC Talk was formed. Okay. It was also the year uh, Chandler was born. True. Oh, that's why. Here we go. Chandler and DC Talk. Here are the words from your year. Beer goggles. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Kevin Congratulations. GIF. G-I-F. It's the first year that was in. Which feels very early. Yeah. It does. Doesn't it? Um, (laughs) Tell me what this is. Yuppie flu. What is yuppie flu? Never heard that. Yeah, I don't I, either, but it added to the um, uh, steampunk became a word in 1987. Mm. Jesse, give me give me a year. Yuppie flu is a derogatory term for chronic fatigue syndrome. That's rude. Oh. So it's very rude. Oh, that happened in 1987. Wow. <laughs> that happened wow. in 1987. Let's, let's, I want to hear 83. 83. One of the most important years yeah, in the American culture. Yeah, it's very big. Um, very big. Bullet point was added in 1983. 
Boy. <laughs> the, the, the dumbest cyberpunk. word. The, 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 <laughs> cyberpunk? Yeah, cyberpunk was added. Flotus oh, was added in 1983. Really? Oh. Um, it had never been a word. Liposuction added in 1983. Wait, hold on. You're telling me liposuction came that far be- uh, before uh, Muffin Top? Yes. <laughs> seems like. <laughs> seems like they had been hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah. Ringtone was added in 1983. Okay. So, anyway, I uh, can we go fine. way back and do one more? Yeah, yeah, yeah go. What do you want? 1967. Okay, yeah, we, how, should, we should do something. In 1983, there was only one ringtone. Yeah. There was only no, one ring. it was ring. just a phone ringing. Yeah, it was a phone <laughs> ringing. <laughs> yeah. How? Um, that's crazy. Okay, 1987. 67. Cochlear, sorry, sorry, sorry. 67. Okay. Cochlear implant was oh. added that year. Um, El Cheapo. <laughs> oh, good one. Oh, who says that? Flower Child was added. Um, Mega City. Huh. Nurse practitioner wasn't a thing until then. Wait, wow. and you can go all the way back. Hold on, let me show you. Let me tell you. You can go all the way back on. I mean, the 1800s, the 1700s. Um, you can go as far. as see. I'll pick a random one. 1792. I don't know why. Economics hmm. became a word in 1792. <laughs> Icebox, because pre-fridge, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Publicists, people need a publicist in 1792. Wow. That became a word. Snow can, you reverse, can you reverse look up? I'm sure there's a way to, but in this particular time traveler part of Merriam-Webster.com, it is the year, and then it'll give you um, all the words added that year. It is so, I mean, I... I lost a lot of my life in the last few weeks or the last week just playing on this and thinking of different years and what was added. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. There you go. Look it up, you guys. All right. What do you have, Eddie? Um, Well, Annie, first of all, good job bringing a slice that was interactive so we couldn't interrupt you. You just made us talk. So it's like giving giving telling kids, just go go run around. I'll time you. A year and a half later, I'm still learning. I'll time you. 2019, (laughs) Hot Pocket Candy. Hot Pocket Candy. It's pocket. It's candy. It's been in your pocket. And it's the heat, the same temperature as your thighs. And you hand it to somebody. Everyone loves it. Um, So I, I... I was so proud of myself with this slice because I had this really feel good slice that wasn't a joke and it, and it had just a really sweet message. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to bring just a happy little story about life. So then in front matter, I destroyed it with all of my comments about not wanting to talk to strangers. However, I still think it's a really sweet story. So here I go. This is a story apparently only for, uh, you know, Jesse and Annie, who are good people, Cameron right. and I would never like this. Right. So Alexa Bjornsson, I believe that's how you say her last name, uh, put her son named Landon, seven-year-old boy, on a plane to see his dad in Oregon. Um, and I think, I don't remember where Landon came from, but uh, obviously it's not Oregon. So if you, have you ever flown alone? Have any of you flown alone when you were a little kid? Did you ever uh, have to do that? Eighth grade. I did it when I was in eighth grade. It's the first time I flew alone. Yeah, I was in I elementary in like and I flew grade. to Panama City. Flew to Panama, Panama, flew to Panama City? City from Orlando. Yeah, I, it was like aunt, aunt and uncle were living there, and I was going to stay with them for like a month or something. And right, I, they put me. On and a so, plane. so I don't know if planes still do this, but when I was a kid, they put like a little button on you that says like underage traveler or something, and the flight attendants would like really help out, and they would make sure that you were escorted from like the plane to an adult, and it was this whole service. So what's interesting about this is that this little boy, Landon, seven years old, also has high functioning autism and was super nervous about flying alone. And so 
the mom did this really interesting thing. She uh, sent him along with a note. So then she sent him a note and $10. Uh, and the note said uh, that basically that the son was supposed to give the note to whoever he is sitting next to. And the note said that Landon has high functioning autism and is very nervous about flying and is going to ask many, many times, are we there yet? And if it's possible, please accept this $10 as a thank you for essentially answering the question, are we there yet? And so, I mean, what a thing for uh, her to do. And, you know, just a like an interesting thing for a stranger to encounter this. So Landon sits down, gives the note to Ben Pedraza and Ben. Oh, it was Las Vegas to Portland. So it's not like a super long flight, but it's probably, you know, a good hour. Probably an hour. Las Vegas. to Oh, that's a, that's a long, that's probably like three, three and a half, right? Uh, Two and a half. It's Florida to New York. I mean, Las Vegas to Portland. That's two and a half hours right there. Okay. Chandler, I'd like a definitive answer to this before this slice is over. However, (laughs) um, so apparently she found out later that Ben, that this guy, Ben, was not only answered the question, are we there yet? But spent the entirety of the flight playing paper, rock, scissors with this oh. kid, hanging out, making sure he had like snacks and everything from the flight attendant and basically being this kid's uh, best friend. friend. He then yeah. takes the $10 and donates it to an autism, like an autism awareness organization. Um, the mom... He ends up also walking Landon off the plane, making sure that Landon gets meets up with dad and somebody. I think it was the dad posts on Facebook like this just incredible gesture of humanity. As you can imagine, 14,000 people liked it by the next day. 34,000 people liked it. And it was just this really beautiful story of like what we can do when we decide to be kind and just sit down on the chat bench and not be a jerk and not be so cranky. <laughs> <That's really sweet. laughs> the irony of this slice coming from someone who's so against chat bench. <laughs> okay. first, first of all, first yeah. of all, we all of us would gladly engage. Yeah, not Chandler. I would. No, but I was saying, like, just because we don't want to talk to some random stranger doesn't mean that we would look out for a kid. I mean, come yeah. on. Oh, and it would be a great trip. You know, you'd It'd have a great. heck of a time with Landon. Did you say um, Vegas to Oregon? Portland. Vegas yeah. to Portland. Two hours yeah. and 15 minutes. Boom. Oh, oh, there two, you go. two and a half hours. So, I said. so it's pretty close. One hour. Um, so as a funny PS to this story, that's just not supposed to ruin it. So as it went viral, apparently Ben, the really nice guy, is super duper hot. And uh, I guess he, he looks... I guess he looks like John Hamm. And so he had to make a public statement that was basically like, happily married. Thanks so much for all the attention. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just so funny. So um, there are good people out there. I am not one of them, but God bless Ben. You're good people and you're proving the value of chat bench. Chat bench 2020. I don't even vote for a president. I'm just writing in chat bench. We get chat benches everywhere. We solve a lot of problems in this country. Warm candy as well. Warm candy would have probably helped out a lot. Chandler, we haven't heard your opinion on chat bench. Are you pro or anti? Break the tie for us here. I I would not be about it. Doesn't seem appealing to me. I, it is my favorite part of having Chandler speak is it's a single sentence right to the point. No sense that we're going to carry a moment here. Clarity on a is kindness. Clarity is just, kindness. That's what yeah. they say yeah. in dating. Yeah. So thank you, Chandler, for just Wait, being clear. They say clarity is kindness in dating. Is that yeah, what you just like said? that's what like that's a thing that like when people are teaching on dating or talking to Christians about dating, clarity is kindness. Yeah. No, I, I feel like that. I feel like what's kind in dating is hard to read manipulative mind games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the person. <laughs> 
you know, a, an emotional intellectual sparring. That's what needs to happen. And in passiveness. From what I understand. Clarity is kindness. How does that apply to dating? Clarity. Like, what is that? I mean, that's it's, a thing that they teach about? Like communication? Yeah, like Ben Stewart just did a whole, is Being, doing a whole series at Passion DC about dating and about singleness and marriage. Yeah. And he talks a lot about clarity is kindness. Like, you should ask clear questions when you're saying how you feel and t- say clearly how you feel. And the person should respond with clarity because no matter whether you're into it or not into it, it is really kind to be really clear about how you feel as best you can, as best you know. Eddie, help me. Yeah, no, it, totally. It was like the most... I, I'm shocked at how not, how Cameron doesn't understand why clarity is kindness. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden, well, all of a sudden, the whole curtain has I mean, been I'm, torn in front of us. We understand <laughs> no. the whole thing. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, no, 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 no. So I'm not just saying people on. Yeah, or, yeah. I guess yeah. it's the yeah. kindness part of it. It's like yeah. clarity being, you know, something you should aspire to and stuff. I get, but yeah. like the clarity kind. is kindness, kind of so, pithy, so, like it's a known saying. Like I've just never heard that saying. So Eddie, real quick, yeah, yeah. shocking. This no is, one. Cameron. This is an this is an example of what that looks like. You. You are dropping the L bomb on me yeah. and asking me if I love you too. You're okay, so so hit me with it. Um, man, we have been together for I don't know six years, and I just feel like uh, you know I'm going back and forth on talking about this, and I just like I just want you to know that I I really love you. I love the idea of you. <laughs> Clarity is kindness. <laughs> I would love a different version of you. Just like that. And that's how it's done. (laughs) And that's how it's done. Clarity's kind. Chandler would just be just be like, yeah, I love you too. (laughs) Chandler's Chandler's response is, to be honest, I'm not about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 thanks. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. And then just let the silence sit there, sit there and linger. Yeah, I'm fine. Annie, have you ever gotten a, an I love you that wasn't something you reciprocated? No. I've not God, ever had someone question. say I love you and me and my response be, I am sorry to hear that. Yeah. So no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so did, the, did the gentleman always lead out with the I love you or did you initiate the I love you? Uh, I have never initiated an I love you. To him, I have. I certainly have to other people. <laughs> but, the, but the guy, but him? the guy was confident at the "I love you" return when he put it yes. out there. Uh, yes, or he didn't care whether I would say it or not. It was what he felt. Hmm. But yes, every time I feel like there, it hasn't been a lot of time, but a lot of times. But that's a good the, a good thing about the clarity, right? It's yeah. like not using you know "I love you" from. as like a second round of dating, like. You're not saying it, so it's reciprocated. You're saying clearly and kindly, this is how I feel about you with no expectation of response. I just care about you in this way. And I that's it. Because if it's used to be like, okay, let's test the waters. I'm saying this to you. Do you feel this about me? Well, then that's not actually clear. What that's actually right. is, is, is trying to pull from them their feelings yeah. that they haven't. Yeah. They're not ready to share or they'd be sharing it. So I'm being clear yeah. uh, to you. This is how and I feel. I'm not against a woman saying it before a man says it. And I'm not against, I'm not saying that next time I won't say it first. Mm-hmm. I, it, that just has not been how it has been in my life. And I'll be so. real honest. It felt very normal saying it to Jesse felt strangely comfortable. <laughs> and my, res- my response, I should have rephrased it. I think I love the idea of yeah. you. That's I should have. I wasn't quite I love a version of you. Go. That I hope someone can be someday. I love the version of you I've come up with in my mind. Yes, that I yes. hope someday you can be healthy enough to be. I really love the idealized I've said that, Cameron. Yeah. I for sure said that. Yeah. I, I love a different version of you that's 
really nothing like you in appearance, yeah. action. I love who you uh, yeah, can yeah, become. Yeah. Clarity is kind of Clarity is kind of All right. And <laughs> I'll do it for slices. Start a new journey this year. At Mount Vernon Nazarene University, you can earn your degree one course at a time. NVNU graduate programs available include MBA, Master's of Ministry, and Education. And right now, all new Master's of Ministry students are eligible for a $5,000 scholarship. With 100% online options, changing your future has never been so easy. Apply now to enroll this fall. Visit mvnu.edu forward slash relevant for more information. You're listening to American Woman by Lenny Kravitz. This is a little USA-themed music episode today. Uh, joining us for this uh, segment is our, our very own Tyler Huckabee. Welcome, Tyler. Hey, everybody. And I'm a little upset because I understand that you kicked off this episode with my man, Bruce Springsteen. The one time in relevant podcast yeah. history, we're going to get a Bruce Springsteen song, and I'm not that, around that to talk about That was an intentional decision because we didn't want to derail father. the episode. It's about America, not <laughs> the boss, Tyler. Uh, and also... In our 83 years of podcasting, I have really started a July 4th episode with Bruce Springsteen. You've been born in the USA, USA before? Previous. Well, I've still never been on. It makes it doubly hurtful. OGs who, who have listened for years and years and years know that I just double dipped. I did just double dip. Well, but Bruce, Bruce fans for the new years, the new years. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, Pete Holmes is a comedian, actor, podcaster, and the author of the new book, Comedy, Sex, God, in which he opens up about his upbringing in the church and his own faith journey. We recently spoke with Pete about the book and why Christians should be more open to difficult conversations about faith. Jesse, uh, you talked to him, right? Yeah. So uh, this is Pete's become, you know, a good friend uh, of Relevant. And, you know, I know, Cameron, you just had him on unedited. And uh, I feel like his his faith journey is so interesting. And just for a little background for people who didn't watch Crashing or know the story, he kind of grew up in a pretty traditional evangelical church environment. But has, you know, after he went, had, went to a Christian college, wanted to become, well, briefly wanted to become a youth pastor. His mom wanted to become a youth pastor, but he went to a Christian college, dropped out. Yeah. Yeah. And then after, uh, after he got, he got married young, as a lot of young evangelicals do, and his wife ended up leaving him, which caused him to kind of go into this crisis of faith. And he's kind of been on this journey ever since. So that context is kind of important if you don't know his career. Um, but this book really kind of outlines his story. And so I wanted to start the conversation by talking about the title, because it is kind of a cheeky, provocative title, Comedy Sex God. Um, but those, you know, once he kind of uh, started doing the faith exploration things, he started his podcast, You Made It Weird, and he kind of discovered that those were the topics that he kept circling back to. And that's why he kind of wanted to position the book like that. Here's what he here's what he had to say about that. I think when people are setting up a podcast, it's good to not necessarily have too strict parameters on what the podcast is going to be, because over time, what the podcast sort of wants to be will reveal itself. And in my case, comedy, sex, and God, somewhere around the 100, I don't know, maybe 50 or so, 100 episodes in, I realized those were the three topics that clearly, if you let me talk to anybody, I want to talk to them about comedy, which is just another way of saying creativity or art. Um, sex, which is another way of talking about love or relationships, 
and then God, which is just another way of saying um, the phenomenon that anything should exist at all. <laughs> so talking about those three things are my favorite things to talk about. And then when we came time to name the book, I originally was going to do three books, one called Comedy, one called Sex, one called God, and then you could buy them in a set. Uh, but then I was like, I don't care as much about um, just talking about my career or just talking about my relationships as much as I want to talk about the third one, which is sort of, as I call it, the conundrum that we're all sort of sharing, which is that we're part of existence. Like the fact that anything exists is so strange. We're all in our different ways trying to make sense of that. And I wanted a, an excuse and a way to talk about that. Because for me, talking about it is one of the ways that I interact with it. One of the ways that I participate with the mystery is by, is by writing about it. So I wanted to kind of let people in on that, I suppose. And Tyler, I know that's a real bummer for you because Tyler, Cameron, I don't know if Tyler sent you early versions of his memoir, but it was also called Comedy Sex God. So that's, it was a double-edged sword for Huckabee. Yeah, yeah. He, beat me to, uh, he beat me to the punch. <laughs> I, I'm, rem I'm remembering a, a provocative cover of Relevant from like the mid-aughts. Mm -hmm. You know, the, I mean, our, our hundredth issue is releasing this yeah, week. So we've yeah. been going back and we had Kings of Leon on the cover. And, you know, they grew up Pentecostal yeah. band for their evangelist father, right? Deep in it. And their huge breakout song that year was Your Sex is on Fire. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so our cover line was Sex, God, and Rock and Roll. Right. Very good. And it did not go over well in the Christian book. <laughs> <laughs> Lifeway well, never asked us that. Well, <laughs> no, I we were feeling... banned from Lifeway. It didn't go over in the more progressive Christian bookstores. <laughs> so. I, I think a... that's really interesting that he that Pete brought that up because I feel like the the his show uh that which ended its its final season last year, it kind of ended on earlier this year, sorry, kind of ended went the same trajectory of starting out being about his life in and comedy like a, a like very like loosely a, me a memoir uh or sometimes not that loosely a memoir but it drifted away from being about his time in stand-up and more and more towards his experience with religion and, and, and what's interesting about the title and the concept of the book and really his kind of story is that he started to kind of sort of conflate those three things, relationships, mm -hmm. art, and ideas about God. And, you know, a lot of the people that are in his circles, uh, you know, don't really claim to, you know, a lot of them aren't religious, a lot of them are atheists, but he found that finding a touch point like art or relationships was a great way to, you know, lead to deeper conversations about faith and God, even if people themselves don't have faith. And here's, here's basically how Pete kind of uh, framed it. I think most people um, can relate, or maybe it's one of the ways they can possibly relate to God or creation. I guess another way to say that is, is creation by creating things. You know, uh, most of the people that do my podcast um, are atheists. And then one of the ways that I can usually bond with people that don't have a structure for their beliefs that involves a God, um, one of the ways that I can connect with them uh, with sort of what I'm talking about is by talking about creativity. So when people are painting or doing photography or, or writing or, or filmmaking or anything like that, there's often a, a sense of losing yourself and being sort of like a mouthpiece for the idea. And you sort of get out of the way of yourself. And that is one of the ways that I experience 
the mystery that I like to call God. And that, that is one of the ways that I think a lot of people can relate to, whether or not they'd call that a spiritual experience. I think they would say that it's um, an otherworldly experience, like a strange feeling to feel like the radio and you're just sort of picking up on the song. And that's what the idea is. A lot of creative people have had that idea. Yeah, I, I think that's why he's kind of developed this reputation. You know, like if you watch Crashing, you know, it'll be like Artie Lang or Dove or some of these other, you know, John Mulaney, some of these other comedians feel comfortable engaging with him, even if they know the conversation is going to turn to faith, because I feel like Pete finds a way to make it relatable to people that don't necessarily believe like him. And part of what he said he wanted this, uh, you know, book to do is to really let people know that they're not alone in having questions and that having conversations is a lot of times is the gateway um, to, to becoming more open to uh, discussions about God. Um, here's how, here's how uh, Pete, uh, you know, put that into context. As soon as you talk about how sort of lonely and wonderful and horrible and beautiful the life is, um, you can sort of rope, rope in a lot of people into that circle and be like, let's talk about it. Now that we're here, let's talk about it. That, that's the feeling of the book. I'm tired of not talking about it. And it turns out that a lot of people are tired of not talking about it. Because, I mean, we, we've sort of rightfully, I would say rightfully, we've thrown out religion. Um, maybe not in all cases, but certainly in a lot that I know, people have turned their back, their back on the church because the church wasn't helping them connect to the mystery. And that's, that's a fine reason to leave an institution. But what happens then is we're sort of lacking what I would argue is one of like the, the cornerstones, the fundamental building blocks of the human experience. It's having some way to grapple with the big question. And I don't even mean intellectually. I almost mean from like the heart place, from the experiential place. We don't have to be like deep philosophers to want to get into some method to participate in in this in this thisness, and when we turn our backs on religions that broke our hearts by being anti-gay or anti-this or anti-that, or they think these people are going to hell and all that stuff, um, it, it makes sense to leave. But I, what I wanted to offer with the book were some of the things that I found to replace the things that I left. Cameron, one thing you know, Pete Holmes was on unedited. I think it was a two-part episode. And it was, it was, uh, it was, we talked for three and a half hours and we cut it down to two episodes. Well, that, that's yeah. what I wanted to to ask you about, because, you know, you've been able to spend the most time with him out, out of all of us. But it seemed like this kind of conversation really flows naturally out of him. And it's very earnest. There's not a lot of cynicism, at least from what I could detect, the, you know, uh, unlike a lot of people who've kind of come out of the deconstruction phase. Is that what you found with these kind of conversations that he's leading? Well, first of all, got to set the context. We were sitting in front of his home sauna. Okay. That's where we were having a conversation. <laughs> so, so, but the point is, he's got a home sauna, so he's doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we were back there talking. And so we were very relaxed. We were both eyeing yeah. the sauna. Maybe yeah. we need to shift into the sauna. Maybe yeah. Okay. So we didn't. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we were talking. Yeah. No, the, I'd say my take on Pete is he's fully. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he's fully out of the camp. Yeah. Right. The deconstruction took him somewhere else. He's reconstructing something. He doesn't know what it is yet. And what's interesting about Pete is over the course of a long conversation, he will put on several hats for you. Mm. 
Like wherever you're at, he'll connect with you there, right? So he knows that I haven't deconstructed or left. So we were able to talk about my lane quite a bit. Yeah. You know, he went beyond it. You know, he said, here's some of my experiences. Here's some of my thoughts. But he came back to affirming kind of where I'm at in my journey, you know, which I thought was interesting. And and that's why I think he can connect with so many people about faith because he can kind of go, I've been there. I get where you're at. And he's not going to try and tell you you're wrong because I don't think he's reconstructed and determined with, you know, a finite clarity where he's at. And so he might end up where you are, yeah. you know? And so he's, he's, he wants to engage. He wants to pull out of you why you are where you are more than he's trying to evangelize you about what he, where he is, yeah. you know, and, which and, I thought was interesting. Yeah. And for sure. And the other great thing is there's not an ounce of hostility. Like there may be some intellectual combativeness here and there, but not in a hostile way. It's an earnest No, way. no, no. I wouldn't say any combativeness. Yeah. I would say, even, you know, the, 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 the difference between him and a lot of people who have left faith completely is that he's still looking. He's yeah. looking for that thing. And he genuinely, deeply wants to find the thing to hang his hat on. And so, again, if he's left where you're at, he may come back. He He's looking. He's open. And so because he's at a different place, I don't think he's going to say, I'm right and you're wrong, which yeah. a lot of intellectuals or a lot of people who are more progressive would look down their nose at yeah. people who aren't as enlightened as them. And Pete doesn't come off like that at all. And, and, and that actually ties really into this, this last clip where basically, you know, I think the ultimate message he wants to say is like, it's not always about coming out on the side of right and wrong, but do you believe your faith is strong enough to handle questions and to have difficult conversations? Uh, and he thinks that quote unquote risk is worth it. And that's, you know, what he would tell a reader that is a lot like his young self in the book, who is kind of a more traditional, you know, evangelical Christian that doesn't have a lot of doubts. Here's, here's what he said. So even though maybe my young self might look at somebody like me as like some rebellious, you know, deviant or a heretic, but I'm like, yes, I, I understand because I'm 15 steps removed from you. Just focus on the first step. Follow your intuition, follow your heart, listen to that voice that says like, maybe there's more to this game than just the identity of belonging to a church and belonging to my parents' church and belonging to my city's church and my country's church. Maybe there's something so much more cosmically mysterious and infinite going on here that is way bigger than just what you were told on Sunday mornings. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but instead of seeing that as the final destination, look at your life as an unfolding of these ideas, as an evolution of these ideas, as a play or a dance of these ideas. It doesn't have to be just written down and kept in a lockbox and protected with lock and key and you guard it every night. That's not what your faith is. Your faith is so much more like a river or, or, or a tree. It's alive and, and you're, you're free to prune it and water it and, and see to it as you see fit because your intuition and your instincts are valid. I like the the terms he's using in terms of like talking about a, a deconstruction process that is more of a growing than a, a tearing down. I understand right. why a lot of uh, people might take issue with where that has led him in some of the current ways he espouses his philosophy and theology. But I think that's a also, in many ways, a really healthy way to look at your faith journey, it, it's, it lends itself to a very productive, very growing 
um, faith. And, and we don't know where Pete's going to end up at the end of it any more than he does. And it seems like he's very open about that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I, the, the scary thing that, uh, again, we just did our hundredth issue, which we'll talk about more on, on Friday's show, but, you know, remembering back over the last 15 years, there was a big movement, the emergent movement yeah, in sure. yeah. the late aughts, mid aughts. And it was this like significant kind of Christian movement of like deconstruction. I mean, that would be really what we're talking about. And the scary thing or the thing that I was concerned about as it was happening was like, it felt like they were like pulling on the yarn and, and the faith construct was unraveling. And at the end of it, they were, they were left with nothing. You know, it was like they were, they were, they were pulling it apart and it was deconstructing and it was like almost hopeless at the end. What Pete's talking about is growth, pruning, watering, evolving, changing, but it's not a leaving or a, or, or a deconstructing of. And I think that's an important nuance that if we're, it's a positive posture versus a negative posture, you know? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah, and and that's why I think a lot of people, even if you don't come out on the same side of a lot of the beliefs as Pete, the book Comedy Sex God, it's definitely worth checking out because it's a very earnest approach to a really authentic spiritual journey that I think he, you know, it's exciting to see people being invited in on without any conditions or agenda. So it's called Comedy Sex God. It's out now. Uh, also, uh, highly, you know, for the nine uh, Christian bookstores that are left in the U.S., definitely banned. Definitely banned this book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's you some. You won't find it there. You will, <laughs> but you may, you may be able to find my personal memoir, Comedy Sex God, which I have gone into a few select stores and left a few copies behind. It is right behind Gary Chapman's Five Love Languages. <laughs> it is self-published and it, it costs. He did it, it on a Xerox machine. It's free. Yeah. They won't. They won't. It's it's paper. It's it's in a three ring binder. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that was Pete Holmes. Make sure to check out if you dare his new book, Comedy Sex God. It's available now. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, it's indie rock band or firework. Today's episode is brought to you by Not Forsaken, finding freedom as sons and daughters of a perfect father by bestselling author and pastor Louis Giglio. In Not Forsaken, Louis points us to a God who is not absent or ambivalent, but is available and affectionate, ready to shower us with his approval and love. When we take hold of this truth, we are not defined by our pasts, but by the love of a perfect father. Christine Kane said, Not Forsaken is both timely and timeless. It will help heal the wounds and fill the deepest longings of a generation. Pick up a copy of Not Forsaken at your local bookstore or at notforsakenbook.com. But now wait a minute. I'm talking about America. Sweet America. You know, God done shed his grace on thee. You're listening to Ray Charles. The song is America the Beautiful. Man, if you're outside the U.S. right now, this is a very annoying episode uh, musically. I don't know. I don't know if anyone would find it annoying. Probably inspiring. Very inspiring. No matter where you are in this earth. Okay, it is time for our annual tradition. 
indie rock band or firework. Okay, if you're new, if you're a new listener, here is the gist of the game. Uh, Jesse has done research and he has found a list of things and and we and the contestants will determine whether the thing is an actual name of an indie rock band or album or the name of a real life firework. And uh, this year, because it is Annie F. Downs's birthday week, she will be a contestant on any rock band or firework. And, and joining her is listener Jeff Burkholtz. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, guys. How's it going? And uh, it is the day we're recording. I have a note here. It's your birthday. It is. It is. Yes, sir. I just turned 26. Yes. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Jeff. Thank you very much. Jeff, I missed that. How old did you turn? 26. You turned 26 years old? Yes, sir. Man, okay, this is Eddie. It's nice to meet you. How's 26 nice going for you? you? Thanks, man. Uh, it's going well so far. I've got, uh, you know, I got my daily coffee and uh, went, just went, finished a run-up uh, here in the neighborhood, so it's going good so far. Uh, what? what wow. uh, where are you calling us from? I am from Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised. There you go. Yes. What, do you do, what do you do there in Memphis, Tennessee? Uh, so I'm a bar manager at a restaurant called The Gray Canary here in uh, downtown Memphis. Is it good? Whoa. Is it a good bar? What's the best meal at the Grey Canary? Please tell me it's actual Grey Canary. <laughs> it's not. <that> is. <laughs> sweet, delicious Grey Canary meat. There, there's a dish called the, it's a sweet potato, kind of like a riff. And it's, uh, it's the best. People come back. We've had it on, on our separate menus in our restaurant group for, man, close to 10 years now. Man, oh. cool job, man. That's so that interesting. Is, that Do you is have cool. to work on your birthday? I do not. We're closed on Monday, thank the Lord. So yes. I don't have to go into that. Of course, it's not the Lord that keeps it closed on Sunday, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <It's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. I have a question. I have a question. Maybe you can settle something for us, Jeff. What are your feelings on warm pocket candy? You know, the hard kind people keep in their pockets, and when it's handed to you, it's body temperature. Do you like that? Do you eat it? <laughs> uh, 100%. I think it actually makes for a better hard candy. Oh, great. What, would you be interested in investing in a device that preheats the candy to the temperature of your grandmother's body? Would that be an investment that you'd be interested and in? It's worth noting that chances are good that your grandparents aren't alive. It can still track. It can still track what their temperature used to be. Oh, and wow. keep it. So it's actually a nice memorial. Sure. That is exactly what I was going to say. I said I was going to say most of my grandparents have passed uh, so far, so I, that would not be a great. Well, I have to be a chilled candy. Which oh, oh, right, Jeff. Oh, wow. Wow. wow, Jeff, you're <laughs> chilled. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, right oh, right right one wow. of one of Annie's favorite topics is when we just talk really disrespectfully <laughs> about people that have died and uh, <laughs> dead elderly people. Dead elderly that's people. I, that's what I came here for. I'm ready. All right, Jesse, take it away for the 2019 edition of Indie Rock Band or Firework. All right, Jeff, are you ready for this, man? This is a you're going to be facing off with Annie, who I feel like, you know, Annie's been involved in, in a couple of these games. So now, we have to be clear that Eddie has been so dominant over the last five years of this game that we are making him step aside. So Annie, so we can see what Annie's got, because yeah, yeah, we, yeah. if it was Eddie again, it would be yeah. completely un. He would get him all right. Right. Yeah, so I would be going all Jeff's world. grandma on him. Yeah. So okay, very true. Yeah, I've played. I've <laughs> kind of played this game in my car or on the podcast here before, so I've heard it many years in a row. So oh I'm wow! Stoked for oh, good. It. good. Can we good, each good. have a call a friend, phone a friend, where we get to ask Eddie to help us each on one? Yes. Yes, okay. Eddie. You can. They can ask you one time for help, Cameron. I'm assuming you're going to keep score. For I us. got the score. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
All right, Jeff, you're going to go first. All right, ready? Remember, this is the name of any rock band or the name of firework that you can actually buy on Phantom Fireworks, this website. Okay, the first one. All right, I'm ready. King, Gr- King Grizzard and the Lizard Wizard. King Grizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Is that a firework <laughs> or an indie rock band? Good luck, Jeff. I'm pretty positive that's a, that's a rock band. That's an indie rock band. You are correct. Whoa. Jeff is on the board, Annie. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's, wow. that's a ringtone from Whoa, 1985 or, uh, when they put it in the boat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's an old-timey <laughs> steam engine. Yeah. Train yeah. coming down the tracks. You know, in case you don't hear the bell, we're going to be blasting some fireworks and shooting a flaming arrow. Okay. All right. Uh, Annie. I'm the chat, bitch. Mulberry Street Mayhem. Mulberry Firework. Street Mayhem. Oh, you are correct. Wow. High game here. Wow. All right, Jeff. Don't I mean, get without too... hesitation. Yeah, don't get intimidated, Jeff. But Jeff, but I didn't even think. I just knew. Okay. That, All right, Jeff. I think that's the, the best way to do this is just not to think, say it, and go. Yeah, you have <laughs> to like right, blank your mind out and just blurt. And that's blank really and where my successes come up come from. Just don't think. Just exist and say words without thinking. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jeff. Exactly. All right, Jeff. Let's see if your cocky plans help you. Shark attack planes. Shark attack planes. Oh, that's man, a that's, a, that's a firework. Jeff is on fire. Jeff oh. cannot be stopped, Annie. <laughs> Jeff, I'm looking up the Great Canary right now. Really beautiful place, man. That like round bar that you work at. So cool. Thank and you delicious yeah, canaries. I, I actually, absolutely, absolutely love it there. It's really neat. All right. Is it, continue on. Is it, like a, is it like a place where you, when you pick lobster swimming around in the tank, you're like, oh, in the cage, I want that canary right there. He seems happy and delicious. Okay. No, all right, I've Annie. Pitched, I've pitched that to management many times is that we should have a great canary as a mascot. They are not going for it. So. Yeah. When, when I go to a bar, I want to walk into like a coop full of birds. Right, That's just what loud I mean. birds. Just squawking. They do have oysters there, though. Looks nice. Well, I'll keep going through the menu as the game continues because okay. right, this Andy, is where I'm at. Oysters Andy, and Andy rock band, Andy rock band or firework? <laughs> Fiery frogs. Fiery frogs. I'm gonna go with a firework. Unbelievable! We got ourselves a ball game here. That was true. That was right. It was it was firework. Okay. All right, oh. Jeff. All right. All right, Jeff. All right, let's see how you do with this one. You, you, you're coming in really, really hot here. But how will you fare when you hear a name like Moontooth? Moontooth. <laughs> <laughs> not so cocky now, are you now, Jeff? Moontooth. No, not. Uh, no, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say firework on that one, too. Jeff, I'm sorry. That is an indie rock band. Damn. Annie, oh, you have the chance to take the lead here. Okay, Jeff, you now have to stir me up a Brinkley and Peabody, which, for those of you <laughs> who don't know, is one of the signature cocktails and looks so good. Continue on. That's so sweet that you're looking at it. Annie, it. Uh, uh, indie rock or firework, uh, zipper cake. <laughs> zipper cake. <laughs> you know this one, Annie. You've been yeah, training your whole life like for this. Yeah, this feels like a band. feels like a band. It is a firework. Oh, Ladies no. and gentlemen, wow. the game this is, what is happens. still tied. This is my favorite thing about this do. game. The thing I have to not do is think about what yeah. Jesse wants me to say. That's a, you. I saw your face. You thought no. too much. I know. You, like, I know. you, you scrunched right. your eyes and you were. Of course, zipper to, cake is a firework. I could, I could but see I thought, you like. But Jesse wouldn't give me three fireworks no, in a row. No. And if there's anything we know about oh, Jesse, he didn't I? like look at these and go like, all right, I'm going to give him like four fireworks and then an indie band. He just threw these onto a piece right. of paper. He doesn't so don't remember think either. it's like there is no poker face with him. Right. You just have to exist. All right. Wow, wow, all right, wow. Jeff. All right, Jeff. 
Indie rock or firework band, J E T S. That's it's not Jets. <laughs> it's J E T S. It's J dash T dash T Jet S. J E T S. Indie rock band or firework? J E T S. Oh, oh you're man. overthinking. I'm probably gonna get this wrong, you know the I'm answer. gonna go firework. No. Sorry, that is a rockin' band <laughs> of yeah, the indie dang. type. Sorry. All right, Annie, are you ready to take the lead here? Yeah, yeah, finally. Clear your mind. All right, all right. You tell me, would you Just like to purchase Blueberry Moonshine and light it off in the yard, or is Blueberry Moonshine a band you want to go hear? Blueberry Moonshine, indie rock band or fireworks? I want to go hear them play uh, at the local bar. I'm, oh, no, wait. No. Ed, just, wait, Eddie says I'm wrong. No, I you're, it's too late. You're, band, you're, you're gone. Band. You've lost. You're off track. You should have been able to steer the train. You are off track. <laughs> it's a firework. It's 100%. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> The oh train my goodness. has derailed. All right, Cameron, what's the score? Well, I've, I've lost Both counter. Jeff and Annie came out the gate and got the first two right, and both okay. Jeff and Annie have gotten the last two wrong. Yeah. So it is still tied 2-2. Two, two. How many rounds do we have, Jeff. Jesse? I Jeff? mean, I could go all day. No, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> we're going to do, do two more rounds at the, at the, at the regular score, and then okay. we're going to do okay. a three-point Final round. So we got three okay. total. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Jeff, is your name spelled J E F F or like Geoff? J E F F. Not Geoff. It's J E F F. Uh, unfortunately, you were going to get an extra point if you had the G. <laughs> but I always think Geoffs are really cool because they're just in denial about how their name is said and spelled. Okay, Jeff. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> then the next selection is Mr. Top Hat. Mr. Top Hat, indie rock band or firework. <laughs> Mr. Top Hat. Oh, man, I'm just going to... That's a rock band. You are right, Jeff. Wow. Wow. There you go. Annie, how confident are you right now, or how nervous are you right now? Well, to be clear, because clarity is kindness, I'm more nervous than I want to be. Okay. You've gotten in my head, Jesse, not Jeff. Jeff's doing fine. You've gotten in my head, and knowing Eddie knows all the right answers just by knowing them stresses me out. Jeff can't see Eddie's face. I can only see Eddie's face. So I'm going to close my eyes and decide this one, Jesse. All right. I'm going to give you an easy one. This don't, one do that. don't do that. So don't do that. Don't say that. Don't say that. This is so <laughs> obvious. Stop. And if you get it wrong, you will be humiliated. <laughs> and honestly, it. all of us Clarity will be is kindness. You will be humiliated this podcast because uh, dragon's, be tears, dragon's, dragon's tears, dragon's tears should be dragon's obvious. Dragon's tears is a firework. Look at that, Annie. You're back on the board. Fireworks. It was right there in front of us. Uh, that, okay, we're still tied three I three. So Jeff, this is the final again, one point round right here. All right, Jeff. No pressure, but I want to know your feelings on and just space actually, monkey, space monkey. I'm sorry, Eddie. What were you saying? Well, I have a bonus round if we need a tiebreaker for okay. for both All of right. them. Okay. All right. Space monkey. Space monkey. That's a band. I'm sorry, that's a firework. Oh, wow. Does it make sense? (laughs) (laughs) Great point. This game is rigged. Okay. (laughs) All right. Close my eyes again. So so technically, this is Annie for the win right here. No, because the next one's three points. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I love that she keeps score. I have never known my score ever in one of these games. Well, that's why she's putting so much pressure on herself. Like, she's she's keeping track of like, oh, no, I got to catch up or I got to. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll do another obvious one. Illuminati triangle. <laughs> Illuminati <laughs> triangle. Firework. You're right. It is a firework. Yeah, it is. That was oh, obvious. Oh, no. All right. If so she's up 4 3. She's up 4 3. Final round. We're three points. So it's anyone's game still. Winner there will here. be no tie. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. 
<laughs> All right, Jeff. This one, this one goes right along, you know, theme for for your restaurant. Jade Bird, Jade Bird. Oh man, that I'm gonna go firework. Mm. The band. That's an indie artist. That's a band. <laughs> 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 hey, I still want to try to really close. beat him. All right. Okay. Final oh, question thanks. for Andy. All right. Yeah, you're welcome. Right. Happy birthday, Jeff. <laughs> All right. This is like the right. birthday spanking. Jesse, did you get my yeah, tiebreaker question? I, I, I did. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. All right, Annie, you have to tell me. Okay. <laughs> is this a firework indie rock band or a specialty cocktail that Jeff might make at his nice uh, gray canary, <laughs> Rocket 88? Rocket 88. Well, yeah. because you threw it in there, I'm going to say my first guess is cocktail. My second guess is firework. But I'm going to go with cocktail because you threw it in there. It's a cocktail. Yeah. It is a cocktail. Okay, let's go with the, oh, gonna, one more. One more. Oh, you it's know, got orange, wanna, okay. It's got orange bitters in it. Yeah. Who loves it? Lemon so, soda. Annie, you I think you came away with the the win here. I think that's what we that's that's yeah, what the yeah. score in the case. Yep. Eddie, I, I know Pretty we, much we don't undefeated. have a, I I wanna just test uh, if we can do Cameron, if this is okay, a lightning round where I just say a word and, and <laughs> Eddie year. has to say any rock or firework. It's okay. right. <laughs> Watch, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, spirit adrift, firework, indie band. Uh, black pumas. <laughs> oh, firework, indie band. Uh, <laughs> alien escape. It's, it's firework. Firework is correct. Okay, so that's um, one. <laughs> a parachutes <laughs> over America. <laughs> indie band. <laughs> firework. Uh, <laughs> text while driving if you want to meet God. Oh, that's got to be a firework. I pray. That's an indie rock album. Sure, okay. <laughs> Large still, Happy Planet. Large, Large Happy, happy <laughs> Large Happy Planet firework. Yes, you're right. Okay. Um, Alpha <laughs> Wolf. Alpha Wolf. I like hearing you say wolf. Um, I believe it's an indie rock band. That is a firework. It's, uh, so three of seven. I've still got it. Got Vanishing two. Twin. Vanishing Twin. Vanishing Twin. Oh, that's a hard one. Now I'm overthinking it. Any rock band? Any rock band? You're right. Okay. Uh, Pale Hound. Pale firework. 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 Any band. band. You're terrible at this. You're kind of, you're, I wish you'd be thrown in the drinks that Jeff makes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Next year it's going to be on the, the Pembroke. Cocktails. Yeah. The Pembroke. Okay. Uh, uh, Cosmic Carnival. <laughs> oh, that has to be a. Fi- it's got to be both. I'm going to go both. No, that is just the firework, as far uh, as I know. Uh, yeah. DJ Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Indie rock band. Yeah, you're right. Okay, how about this? Axe Surprised. <laughs> Jeff Drink. Jeff, what is it? That Axe Surprised is a band. Yeah. It's, a, it's an indie album. See, Jeff totally is right. in his own. Okay, let's do let's do one more. And Annie, this is this is a sudden death. If you want all the glory, you can go for this. But if you lose, okay. then we have to give the victory to Jeff. To be fair, and, I have all the glory because I already won the game. But we can you can throw that in there. And and I will say this: the stakes could not be higher. Uh, the final one is called Gingerbread Man. <laughs> <laughs> Band. That's a firework. You oh. know. Congratulations, Jeff. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jeff. You got the victory. You win in so. the end. You always yeah. do, Jeff. You always win. Good, good work. Thank there, you bud. very much. Cheers, <laughs> Jeffy. It was nice meeting you, man. Yeah. Happy birthday, bud. Thank you very much, guys. It was nice to meet you, and congrats to Annie, the real winner of this game. Oh, wow, that's, oh, that's, that's everybody's nice so kind. We'll honor that, pal. Oh. Jeff, Lord, I love you. Clarity is kindness. Clarity is kindness. All right, that'll do it for the 2019 edition of 
indie rock band or firework. Thanks for joining us, Jeff Bergholtz. Happy 26th birthday today. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. All right. If uh, Normally today on the Tuesday show, we would have had uh, your feedback question of the week. So we will be doing that on Friday's edition. Uh, You still have time to chime in if you uh, haven't yet from last Tuesday's uh, question of the week. Uh, On that note, we'll wrap things up. Well, many thanks to Pete Holmes for joining us. Remember his new book, Comedy Sex God, is not available in Christian bookstores, but it's available everywhere else. Go check it out. And hey, right now, to celebrate July 4th, we have a great sale happening at RelevantMagazine.com. We want you to celebrate freedom with three free issues of Relevant Magazine. Go check it out, RelevantMagazine.com. You can subscribe right now and get three free issues to celebrate freedom. This week only and to celebrate this this American steak from Omaha Steak Company. It's not part of the deal. Just go get yourself one. They're good for a long time. <laughs> okay, on the note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. And I'm Annie F. Downs. We will see you all on Friday. Have a great 4th of July, everyone. And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee across the Hand-holding inside hogs. A slippery slope. Straight into hell. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.